What's up, guys? Tony here. This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. I auto-sponsor this podcast. So if you or anybody you know would like to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at underscore TonyV2. That is at underscore TonyV2. Thanks so much for listening. What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number 59 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm super excited about today's episode. As you guys know, one of the things that I try to do aside from just answering real estate questions is find extraordinary people in my community to talk to. So I've had multiple interviews. I've met a ton of people. I've learned so much from the people that I've brought onto the show. And honestly, I can say that it's made my life so much better. And today's guest is no exception. Her name is Tori Christensen. She has an awesome story, which we'll get into. But Tori, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested on your backstory, a little bit about the journey that you're on right now, uh, because I feel like it's something that can really help a lot of, a lot of folks. And so, um, you know, you're on this really big fitness journey right now. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what your current goals are, and kind of what you're all about. Oh, I love that. Okay, great question. So I, um, mom of two, in my 30s, done lots of different things. I've always been bigger, right? Like even as a 13-year-old kid, I weighed 250 pounds. So never in my life could I say I've been fit, right? right? So um, I did martial arts before I had kids, and my husband and I really loved that. But then I had kids, right? And that messes up all kinds of fun things in a body. And so I was on Facebook. Everything in my life seems to start with a Facebook ad right now. Same with me. <laughs> Facebook is life. Thanks. <laughs> and so I saw this ad come up for Legends Boxing Orem like three or four times. And I kept going, nah, I keep scrolling. Finally, it stopped me. And I thought, maybe I could be brave enough to get on the floor again. Just Maybe. So I texted the number, I booked a class for 6.30 in the morning, I did not want to wake up, and this was about, oh, it was July of last year. And I went, and I was pushed so hard, at the time I walked into that gym, I was 390 pounds, 390 pounds. And this coach who I met, I was like, I don't know, is he going to treat me like every other coach I've had, where it's just... They expect me to know how to do everything or how to break it down or modify it because of knees or hips or whatever hurts. And he didn't. He knew what he was doing. And so that was my first green flag of, okay, this place is pretty good. But then he sent us running. And I was like, okay, if I'm running, then everyone else around me should be (laughs) running too because you should be afraid for your life at the time. And so I went... And I did that first lap. I could not run it at all. I took two steps running. was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and so I walked the rest of it. And on as I was about to start that second lap, I went, you know what? I'm just going to go get in my car. My car is unlocked. I can't do this. I'm done. And so I get to that point where I'm rounding a turn. And here come the two other girls from my class. And they go, come on, let's go. We can do it. And I'm standing there, walking there, going, away. Like, I want to get back in my car. Right? But I finished the lap, barely, and finished the rest of the class. And the coach asked me if I wanted to sign up, went through everything with me, and I went, I'll get back to you. And I actually scrolled back through a year and a half almost worth of texts, 
And I found the original text where I said, hey, this is Tori. I'm in. I'll see you Monday morning. And that was just like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this, aren't we? Right? <laughs> and then I just never left. They're yeah. stuck with me. No, I love it because, you know, what I'm hearing is that whenever you try to start something new, your brain always tries to talk you out of it. 100%. Whether it's getting up early, whether it's this hurts, whether it's mm -hmm. the people in the room, what are they going to... So there's there's always this mental barrage that really is just a defense mechanism, right? Your brain yes. is trying to keep you safe. So tell us a little bit about how you fight that. Because from what I understand, right now you're, you're on... You have a certain goal. You're yes. training twice a day. Yep. And you're training at like 5 in the morning. So, <laughs> yes. you know, for a lot of folks, it's really difficult not only to get in the gym in the first place, mm -hmm. but then to get up early and to do it, in this case, you know, multiple times a day, mm -hmm. where it's basically your priority. So yeah. how do you get there mentally from being 390 pounds, everything that you mentioned, the fears, the brain trying to get you into your car, how yep. do you get there to where now it's a habit and it seems like you're thriving? I love it. So now it's an everyday, two-time-a-day, except for Sunday, level habit. Mm. Habit probably wouldn't be the word I would use, but <laughs> it is so much fun. So it starts slow. It starts steady, right? At first, I could not do seven days a week at all. Mm. I could maybe do two days a week, and then I was too sore to go on. And I did the originally the 6.30 class because I went, oh, 5.30 is too early. I have small kids. They still wake up in the middle of the night. No way. Yeah. Right? And so um, I actually had a workout partner at the time who said, I can only do 5.30. Well, that got my butt in 5.30, <laughs> right? So there we are there. But then ever so slowly I would go, okay, two times a week. Okay, we're going to do that. And then once I stop hurting enough, we're going to go three times a mm -hmm. week. And I'd gotten myself up to going three times a week. And then I actually had a major concussion. Wow. And I walked into the gym after the concussion thinking I was totally fine. And the coach goes, go home, get out, which I'm very grateful that they did that. Yeah. And so I had to work my way back up yet again. I, mm -hmm. The couple of months I had had, I had lost. So I had to get back in there and say, mm -hmm. okay. The first time I went back, I could only do 15 minutes of the class. And then I had to leave and go home because I could barely drive. Mm -hmm. And so slowly it was, okay, now we're doing a full 60-minute class. Now we're back to where we were. And I could go more as we went. But I loved it so much. I didn't feel like it is just an hour of being on a treadmill. To me, <laughs> that is terrible. But to learn something that legitimately changes my life is different, right? I can walk down a street and feel like I'm safe no matter where I am because I have the skills that I have, because I have the training that I have. So how do you work up to two times a day, one day at a time? It seems so simple, right? Yeah, just well, and, and <laughs> unfortunately, it is just that. You just it do it. Our brains are wired to... Like you said, protect us, mm -hmm. but our instincts are also in there to protect us too. So right. we have to listen to both. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I buy that 100%. And so right now you're on a goal, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is yes. 100 days straight, right? Yes, today is day 63. Day 63 yes. of 100 straight days. <sighs> that is so, so, so impressive. And it's especially so with boxing. Yes. Because boxing is such a mental sport, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's very difficult 
uh, you know, I've taken these boxing classes. They are mm-hmm. insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to do it twice a day for a hundred days, mm-hmm. tell us where that goal was, was born and kind of, you know, your thought process of saying, okay, I'm going to do it twice a day for a hundred days. Yeah. So I was really close when I made this goal. This goal started on July 22nd. And I thought, you know what? I wonder if I could go for a hundred days not stopping. And so I started and I really just wanted to hit that hundred pound mark, right? I wanted to say I have lost a hundred pounds because I had never gotten to that point on my own before in my life. I've tried, I've been on a diet off and on since I was eight years old, right? Like I wanted to do something that was mine and that was mine. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what? I can do this. Just go every single day. There's no Sunday classes close to me. And so we'll we'll just walk the 5K because I have a goal next year of running a 5K beginning to end. Okay. And so we'll do that. Check my time. Great. No problem. So I get to that and then I go on vacation. While I'm on vacation, I'm still exercising. Not a full boxing right. class because there were no legends where I was. And I come back and I go, you know what? I want this 100 pounds and I want it bad. And at the time, I had almost 20 pounds to go. And I said, no, I'm hitting this. Mm -hmm. So that was when I got back that time where I decided, you know what? We're going to start trying double classes. Let's see how that goes. Let's see if I have the ability to do two in a row. And I didn't. I had the ability to do one and a half. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, what if I did one in the morning and one at night? Would that work? Well, that one worked. Okay, Okay. great. So So you were trying to do two back to back. Yes. That, that was the initial idea. Yes. Gotcha. And that one did not work. <laughs> I got halfway through that second class and I was like, like, nope. And we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I could do two back to back. I have, in fact, done three. Wow. Back, well, like one full class and then a private session with one of my coaches and then mm. another class back to back. That's intense. And that one worked not too bad, but I probably wouldn't do that every day, <laughs> every like day. at all. <laughs> yeah. No, that is so intense. And I love what you're saying that, you know, you have to want it, right? And there has to be this internal why that, you know, Mm -hmm. you read personal development literature. They always talk about the why. It's always the why. And so I actually just learned something about you just right before we came on air. (laughs) And you were telling me that, tell us a little bit uh, about what we were talking about right before we jumped on the air. Um, so I am also a national director of a plus size beauty pageant known as the American Beauties Plus System. It's been around for 17 years. I originally competed in 2013 with a platform of mental health awareness and suicide prevention because I'm a suicide attempt survivor. Mm-hmm. And so my why is going to tie into that here in just a second. But in 2013, I walked away with the national title and the opportunity to work with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, National Alliance on Mental Illness. This pageant really does change lives because it's so service oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love working with my queens. I love working with my queens. And so I said this to my two coaches, Chris Udall and Erica Costa. And I said the first hundred pounds was learning to want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And the second hundred is going to be all about loving, living my life. That is the essence of my why. Wow. That is, guys, write that down. (laughs) Write that down. Because, you know, and I've had a lot of conversations with uh, people who struggle with weight. And it it does become a very difficult 
um, mental health issue, right? With 100%. Self, with self-esteem. Yep. You don't like what you're seeing in the mirror. You don't like, you know, so, so many different things. Mm-hmm. About, you know, six months ago, I had I, I had Al on the show. Uh, very similar situation. So he had lost like also like 100, 150 pounds. He was on that same journey. Mm-hmm. And so talk to us a little bit about the correlation between fitness Ooh. and self-esteem from your vantage point. Because that is a, a very unique vantage point that you have going through this personal journey, mm-hmm. but also having that exposure of working with your queens, you know, yeah. talking to them, helping them because, you know, I, I mean, doing a pageant in and of itself takes ridiculous self-esteem, right? So that combination of, you know, getting on stage and mm-hmm. at the same time feeling comfortable enough to do so, talk to us a little bit about that. So I had a pageant coach and she looked at me and said, you clearly are not comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And I said, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else was I supposed to say to that? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and she said, I want you every single day to pick one thing that you like about your physical appearance. And it can't be the same thing. Yeah. You can't repeat in the same seven days. Mm. Okay. And so I did that for a while. And I had to learn different aspects of my body that I loved. At the time, they were things like, my eyes or my teeth or, you know, smaller things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so originally boxing was more of a mental health stability. Okay. It was, I could tell the difference between the days I went and the days I didn't go. And that was another Mm -hmm. thing that pushed me to go more often because I wanted that feeling that I would get when I would go every day. Just from like a mood perspective. Totally. Totally. Um, It made, because mom, two small kids, a four-year-old, a two-year-old husband. I work from home, right? Things like that. Right. It is. It is controlled (laughs) chaos, organized chaos. There you go. Um, And so that's exactly what it was. It made me be more capable to take on the challenges of the day. Mm -hmm. And so that was another thing that pushed me, right? So self-esteem wise, it was very slow process, but ever so slowly I would go, wait a minute. I can reach things I didn't used to be able to reach, like in different exercises. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I don't have to do my push-ups on the wall anymore. I can do them now on a ring, right? right? Those different, those small progressions meant the world. And now I look in a mirror and I have a jawline for the first time in my life. I have cheekbones. I can see my own muscles in my arms. And every once in a while, I will... Here, here's an example. I sent my coach a Marco Polo and I said, uh, coach, I have this, here's my knee and here's my hip. I got this really hard thing right here. Can you tell me what that is? I get this Marco Polo back. Okay. Here's my knee. Here's my hip. Yeah, I have that too. Okay. So let's figure it out. I didn't even know that was my own muscle. Yeah. <laughs> like it. it's things like that almost yeah. every single day where I realize, oh my gosh, I have a collarbone that I can see. Or, whoa, that's muscle. Every Mm. single day, there's something new that I couldn't do the day before. Like when we were talking before, crossing my legs. I never could have done that before. I've never done that before in my adult life, other than just very recently. Things Mm. like that every, 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 every day. Yeah. And it's just a sense of awe that once you have it, you don't want to let go of it. So you just keep going. And I think that is is such an important point because a lot of people, they'll get really motivated for a short period of time. 
They'll yep. lose, they'll get into these challenges, lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever the case may be. Yep. Some succeed, some fail, but mm-hmm. I think there's some stat out there, don't quote me, but over 90% of people that lose a bunch of weight gain it back. Would so surprise me. I think that the way that you go about it and the way that you see it in having these small wins and making it sustainable mm-hmm. and also finding something that you enjoy mm-hmm. is what's going to keep you where you're eventually going to get, right? Yeah. And so talk eventually. to us a little bit about um, this when it comes going back to kind of the the topic of boxing itself, mm-hmm. um, when we did our prep call, we we're talking a little bit about the community, right? And, yes. you, and you've got your coaches, and you've got other people in the room versus just going on a treadmill to the yeah. gym by yourself. So talk to us a little bit about how that community has contributed to your success so far. Oh, so much. Um, so the word tribe is thrown around a lot at mm. Legends. And I've heard tribe mentality before in my life, but I never really understood it. So the example I would use would be not only my first class where they came back and were like, come on, let's go and did an extra lap, but things where people will say, hey, I'm so-and-so, what's your name? And you actually get to connect with people. And it's not superficial connection. It's not, oh my gosh, I love the color blue on you, right? (laughs) Like it's not that kind of connection. It is a legitimate emotional connection. So best example I can think of, got that major concussion I talked about, right? And I text my coach, hey, I'm going to be out for the next little bit. I have had a concussion, but I want to see what I can do. When I, when I came back, everyone was like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Are you okay? What's going on? Right? And I was able to share what had happened. And people took the time to break everything down. I couldn't run. The lights in the gym gave me a headache because it was too much. And so I started doing different exercises from everyone else. But people would stop and say, keep going, Tori you got this, even though they don't even know me, right? Mm-hmm. People outside of that community don't do that. That's it's just true. not a common thing. That's true. I go to just a normal Vasa gym. Nobody, everyone's right. doing their thing, have headphones on. Yep. And if, if someone talks to you, it's awkward. It's like, eh, yes, <laughs> it's like, why are you saying words to me? Yeah. So I love it. I think that that is, is critical. So, yeah. you know, Whatever it is that you decide to do for those that are listening to the show, whether it's boxing, whether it's tennis, whether it's jogging, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm here a part of something called the Utah Podcast Coalition. Love it. And one of the podcasts uh, is for runners. And so there's a community nice. of runners, right? And so this this idea of you know, tribalism, of mm-hmm. having a community, uh, I think that really makes a tremendous difference. Also of having someone in your corner. You've mentioned your coaches on multiple occasions. Uh, A lot of folks try to do this on their own. Mm -mm. Either, you know, they just watch a couple YouTube videos, they buy some PDF online, and they try to figure it out on their own. So talk to us a little bit about, just to kind of wrap up the show, your perspective on the importance of coaching within what you're doing. Um, I've I've been trying trying to change my life for more than 20 years. I'm, again, in my 30s, been on a diet since I was eight. I have done a Richard Simmons thing that just dated me. I've done <laughs> Atkins, South Beach, Opsavia, you know, and some of these programs do come with coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you name it, I've tried it. Spark People, Zoom, the biggest loser thing that came oh. out when it when Bob mm-hmm. and Jill were really hopping. None of it. None of it even came close to what I have right now. Because there's a human element that gets lost when we try to do something new on our own, yeah. right? Just like when you are trying to change uh, mental health habits, we usually enlist the help of a therapist. It's the same thing. We have to have an expert in our field, in the field we want to learn more about and become proficient in to grow. Whether that be nutrition, whether that be voice. I got a voice teacher because I wanted to learn how to sing better or regardless. And without the support of these two men, I can tell you right now, I would not be sitting right here because they both push in so different ways, but they also understand what it takes to get from point A to point B. And I know I don't. That's critical. So, I mean, if I had tried 20,000 times beforehand and nothing had happened, definitely. That is 100% needed every single time. That's insanity. The pure definition of insanity, to try the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and expect different results. So it's time to change what those habits are. And who better than someone who knows what they're doing right no that's absolutely tremendous that's absolutely tremendous um so two final questions to wrap up number one real quick when it comes to nutrition okay a lot of people (laughs) love to exercise or you know they get motivated to go to the gym they play sports but then they can't get the nutrition part down you're singing my song right So talk to us a little bit, bit about those small changes, kind of what, oh, what, yeah. what you have done, how intense the nutrition plan has been, if there is one, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of what your approach is to changing, because the exercise part is absolutely extraordinary, but yeah. without that other half of the nutrition side, sometimes we get so ourselves much. into trouble. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So for me, it was a lot of changing of mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So I ate so much for pleasure just because it tasted good or because um, I really just wanted a freaking cheeseburger, right? <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes it happens. Yeah. But there was a shift as I exercised that showed me that I was not fueling my body correctly. I wasn't giving my car the right gas it needed. And I needed to learn how to eat for what I wanted to be able to do instead of for that pleasure. So it started really small. I tracked everything that went in my mouth so I knew what my baseline was. I knew where I was starting from. And then every day it was just a really small 10% shift. And over time that added up. Sure. And we start. I started with eating just whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, to saying, okay, By this time at night, I'm going to be done eating and I'm going to see how that makes me feel for the next two or three days. And then I would write that down. How does this make me feel? Would this be a positive change to add to a permanent repertoire or not so much? And then we moved to, okay, now I realize I'm feeling maybe a little bit more sluggish today. Okay, so let's look back through the log and see what changed in the last couple of days. Well, I had added back in some regular sugar. Right now I don't eat sugar unless it's like in a protein snack, right? Like a Quest protein cookie or something, right? And so 
that was a slow adjustment as well. That one was a very slow adjustment. <laughs> I mean, a right. very slow adjustment <laughs> because it it is lifelong habits that are being right. changed and those don't change overnight. They, they don't. And I think that that is critical because they, I feel like in our culture, sometimes we want to go from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. in 24 hours. Yep. So having that patience with yourself uh, and understanding that it's going to take some time, but mm-hmm. that's the only way to really make it sustainable. Oh, so much. The, the next five years are going to pass no matter what you do. So why not do something about it to make them the best five years they've ever been? I love it. I love it. That is absolutely extraordinary. So the last question, Tori, <laughs> everyone that comes on my show, I ask them the exact same question. Okay. And it's your top three tips. So okay. give me your top three tips for someone, because I know people in my life that feel this way. People that are struggling with their weight, are struggling mm-hmm. with their self-esteem, mm-hmm. are struggling with depression. They don't like what they see. Yep. They've tried it over and over again. They're not getting results. Everything hurts. It's just hard. And they feel like, you know what? This is, I'm doomed to this forever. And I'm not happy with it. What would be your top three tips for someone who is feeling like that right now? Get a coach. I know a guy. I know two guys. <laughs> I know two guys. <laughs> I know two guys. And they're great. Um Seriously, though, get get a coach, whether that's someone who is a certified expert in your field or if that's a buddy or whatever, get someone who can help you get and stay going till that habit is formed. The full, most people say it takes 21 days to form a habit. Do it for 42. Right? 100%. Get that coach. Right? Gratitude. Every single day, I write down five reasons I'm blessed three things that are working well in my life, and then two commitments that I make to myself. Because for so many years, I would make these goals and these commitments, and I would never keep them. But I would go out of my way to keep a commitment to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to live with me for the rest of my life. So I would like to know that I'm okay with me. So let's make those commitments small. And for example, one of my commitments today was... I commit that I will be in bed by 10.30 p.m. Because I'm going to bed late. I I want some sleep, right? Something like that. And then the third one is find, sorry, the third one is change your surroundings. That might sound silly, but I found that as I changed my surroundings and paid attention to my feelings, that I was way more successful. So for example, I have a bookcase right now in my front room that I cannot stand because my two-year-old son will go up and take every single book off of the bookcase. And that bugs me because (laughs) I can't even walk around because all the books are everywhere, but they're the kids' books, right? So we're still trying to figure out how to change that surrounding so that way then it's not a constant cause of I walk in the door and instantly I see that and I'm just like, you know, right? (laughs) So, and, and that is something that affects then the rest of the mood and the time that you're there. It's small. It's those really small things that make the biggest difference. Yeah. And I think that being, being aware, right. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've made reference to that multiple times, you know, being aware of why did this happen? Right? I'm feeling I'm feeling more t- tired today. Mm-hmm. Why? Go back. Think about it. Okay, I walk into my house. I, I'm, there's chaos. I'm in a bad mood. Why is that? And working every day to, to make those small changes. So Tori, this has been absolutely extraordinary. Thank you so Thank you. much for coming on the show. Uh, 
tell people where they can find you. A lot of folks, <laughs> you know, they might have questions. This is very common with people that come on the show. People get inspired. Yeah. People want to learn more. Um, some people sell stuff. Some people don't sell stuff. But if somebody has a question, yeah. where can they find you? I'm most active on Instagram, but I am on Facebook as well. Tori Christensen on Facebook. Instagram is uh, longer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show we'll, notes. <laughs> we'll, we'll just put it in yeah, the notes it'll be there. Here somewhere, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> here somewhere. But yeah, no, that's probably the easiest way to reach me okay. because I work from home. So I'm always keeping my eyes out on what's going on around me. Perfect. Well, Tori, thank you so much. Guys, this has been episode number 59 of the Ask Tony Show. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It means so much to me. If you like this podcast, share it, pass it on. Find me on Instagram, underscore Tony V2. Shoot me a DM. Until next time.